Hi, everyone, and welcome to the PMI Metrolina Soundbites podcast. You'll find a healthy dose of interviews and tips that span across our chapter in all in easily digestible episodes, ranging from 5 to 30 minutes, giving you information you can use on the go. Thanks, Rhonda, and welcome, everyone, to our third podcast episode, Project Managers as Everyday Coaches. In this episode, Tiffany Settles, our North Region Director, hosts Dr. Kimberly P. Johnson as they discuss the role of project managers as everyday coaches. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tiffany Settles. I'm the Director of the PMI Metro Atlanta North Region, and I'm here today with Dr. Kimberly P. Johnson, author and professor extraordinaire and mother of two beautiful twin daughters. So, Dr. Kim, we are so thankful to have you with us today. Absolutely. I am so excited to be with you. You guys are amazing. I've had the opportunity to work with a few uh, folks throughout your organizations, and I have just been impressed at the level of commitment and dedication you all have to just getting the job done. That's beautiful. We do. We do. It's a team effort for sure. And we have an amazing team at PMI. So I just wanted to start off with a you know a question just to get a little feel for, you know, who you are, what you've done, how you've been, um, just from being a, you know, a news correspondent to flight attendant to now, you know, author and professor. I mean, tell us a little bit about your memorable experiences over the course of your career. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I often tell people that, uh, I feel like Forrest Gump sometimes. I just don't know how I end up in these places. You know, by the grace of God go I, you know, I think about the opportunities that I've had along the way. And I didn't start out this way. You know, I grew up in a small town and I lived with grandparents who could not read or write, but they were adamant that their children and grandchildren were going to get a great education. So I grew up with the idea that education will be my ticket to success. And I think over the years, I took some different pathways, but I've ended up back at the door of education. But what I've come to recognize even more than anything is that education was my ticket to gain success in other areas, but really just coming to the idea of being a good person, a good human being is what really helped open the door. And I think that supersedes any career path that you take is just Being a good human being allows you to connect with people in great ways, and it allows you to open up doors to opportunity. So we all have that ability, just being better people every day. So I wake up every day with the uh, expectation that I'm going to get a challenge because that's life. And I also have the hopefulness that I'm going to be a better person than I was the day before. So I've been blessed in many ways because I try to be a good person in many ways. Absolutely. And that, you know, it comes through in your work and just everything that you do, you exude it. And we are thankful for the work that you've done for the youth and for the the work that you've done as a professor as well. Um, And I just wanted to go ahead and jump into the presentation that you that we did yesterday. um, Project uh, coaches, project managers as everyday coaches, and you mm-hmm. express the framework coaches and how we can use that in communication. And one of the things that 
um, stood out to me that was very profound as you spoke about collaboration versus cohesion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about collaboration all the time, but just thinking about how we can take it to the next level Mm -hmm. as, as cohesive teams, how do we create cohesive teams and how can we communicate better for cohesion? Mm -hmm. Talk to us a a little bit about that concept and how we can use the coaches framework to, and what the outcomes would look like for cohesive teams. Okay. Uh, I know we talk a lot about collaboration. I know when I'm in the educational setting, we talk about how we need to collaborate more across grade levels so that teachers who are teaching first grade are collaborating with the second grade teachers so that the next year the kids will uh, have information that will help prepare them for the next grade level. So that collaboration means my first grade teachers are going to get with my second grade teachers. They're going to share information back and forth, and then they're going to hopefully get that child prepared for the next year uh, when they're ready to to, uh, engage in the next grade of information. But I've also come to understand that collaboration doesn't really work if you're not connected or cohesive with the person that you're working with. And so you can share information all day long, but if you don't really like each other or want to work together, you have that gap in there. So information in a collaborative way doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get success. Just because I'm working alongside you does not mean that I'm working aligned with you. So a lot alongside is that collaboration. It is not till we start aligning with that person that we reach cohesion and cohesion is a lot more powerful in my opinion, than collaboration. Uh, And people collaborate all day and they say, oh, we're going to collaborate. And I think we throw that word out and we expect people to do it, but we really are not working towards cohesion. And cohesion is that bonding, that teamwork, that I'm here, I got your back. Even if you don't get this part right, I'm going to give you some grace and mercy until we can figure it out and then we'll work through it. So cohesion is a lot more in depth than just collaborating with an idea. So I think we need to start shifting our gears. If we really, truly want to build a good coach and a team, we need to start uh, promoting the idea of what cohesion looks like, as opposed to just working alongside someone. That's beautiful. Absolutely. And a lot of that goes into just, you know, the, uh, the inclusion mindset, diversity and inclusion mindset, and just understanding that our differences are what make us so great and learning about each other and being curious about one another. Um, Absolutely. So I am a little bit curious about you and that we had an exercise that you gave to us in the presentation where we define success and what it, what it was according to our five senses. So mm-hmm. I would love to know, you, you know, you got feedback from us. I would love to know what does success look, feel, smell, sound, and taste like to you, Dr. Kim? Ooh, you're turning my work back on me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, success. Success sounds like because I said so. And Mm -hmm. those are words from my grandmother, because sometimes as a young person growing up, I used to think she had to be the meanest person in the world because I couldn't just do everything I wanted to. And when I would say, why can't I go do this? And why can't I do that? And she would say, because I said so, because she was smart enough to know that I didn't need to be doing something over here because it would prohibit me from getting to that level of success that she knew was in me. So I think sometimes it sounds like someone giving you advice that sometimes you don't want to hear but it really is something that's going to help guide your work and where you go. So success sounds like, because I said so. 
And that comes back to my mind when I think about how I got here and the things my grandmother helped me see and how she directed me. Uh, success smells like success smells like fried apple pies. Mm. Oh my gosh. And again, I reflect a lot back on my childhood and growing up because that really set the foundation for who I am and where I am today. And I remember my grandmother used to uh, teach me how to roll out the dough. And then we put a little spoonful of the apples on there and you would have to pinch the corners just right to keep it closed. And if you didn't pinch it right, or if you rolled out the dough too thin, then the pie will fall apart. So to me, success smells like fried apple pies because you had to get things just right and almost keep perfecting your craft until you were able to get it just right. So I think that's a message that we need to carry as leaders, as managers, as just team members is keep perfecting your craft so that you can get it just right. You're not gonna be able to do it right the first time maybe. And it may take you three or four tries, but when you start focusing on what it looks like once you get that fried apple pie out of that pan and it's beautiful on both sides and the smell of it is going to let you know you did it right. So success smells like fried apple pies. Uh, success feels like success feels like strong muscles. And um, when I think about that, it, I think about, you know, how much I don't like working out because I'm not good at working out. I hate going to the gym, but it's a necessary evil. Uh, but success feels like when you start seeing and feeling your body get reshaped when you're trying to lose that extra extra few pounds, but you can't seem to get there. But and then you're trying to build up your arms so you don't have that little bit of fat on the bottom of your arms. You know what I'm talking about out there. Y'all know. Uh you start feeling like you're getting towards success because when you're doing those lifts and you complain the whole time and then you feel under your arm, it's like, okay, that's the muscle right there. So <laughs> success feels like muscles. It means doing the work, even when you don't want to do the work, but you love the benefits on the other side. So it feels like strong muscles. Uh, success um, looks like a smile. Success looks like a smile, plain and simple. When you know you've done the job, when you know you've completed the task and you just sit back and you go, yes, I did it. It feels good. Take 30 seconds to do that because when you do that, you're giving yourself that space to be happy. You know, I love the movie Pursuit of Happiness. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. And Will Smith, the character of uh, Chris Gardner, I believe was the character um, that he portrayed. Uh, it, he talked about how you get to this moment and it's such a small moment, but you relish in it. It feels like happiness and that we spend all this time trying to get there, get there, get there. And then that for that 15, 20, 30 seconds, we get that smile, that excitement internally that says you did it. You did it. And I think we've got to remind ourselves to even pat ourselves on the back individually. We work so much as teams, but <clears throat> even as an individual, pat yourself on the back for the contribution that you make to a team because a team can't be a team without every single person being a part of it. So don't be afraid to take a second to just pat yourself on the back and give yourself some accolades and then jump back in there as part of a group. But take that time because internally it feels good to smile at what you created. And um, the seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching. What did I miss? 
I think it was just the tasting, but I'm I'm good with that apple pie. I want some of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to my fried apple pie for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, The Pursuit of Happiness. That's an amazing movie. An and, amazing and, movie. Yeah. And that it it touches on a lot of what you talked about about attitude mm-hmm. and really attitude being you know, the key driver in success, whether you reach success or not. Um, Do you you have any other thoughts about attitude and how that related to the presentation that you want to share? Well, I know there's a, a, a saying that I love. It's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, we are as happy and content as we choose to be. And that means every day when we are blessed to wake up, we get to pick some of our attitude. We don't always get to pick it because sometimes things just happen. Life just happens. We're imperfect people in an imperfect world. We're going to feel some kind of way. But we get to wake up in the morning and sort of decide, for the most part, how we're going to navigate whatever comes our way. And I think we have to... um, know that we get the opportunity uh, to pick and choose sometimes what our attitude is going to look like because things are going to come our way. Uh, A calm sea does not make for a skillful mariner. We're going to have those rough seas. We're going to have those bouncy waters, but we've got to decide, am I going to take this moment and I'm going to use it to shape how I can build something great in this space, or I'm going to let it define who I am in this moment. And I think we get to choose some of the attitude that we have because it can shift the dynamics of the water that we have to navigate sometimes because you can have a horrible situation, but your attitude can calm and balance out the waters. If we have a terrible situation and a terrible attitude, we might have a tsunami up in there. And so we don't want a tsunami. So we got to make sure that whatever's coming our way, we're going to try to temper it with an attitude that will create some balance. So even in the rough storms, be ready to uh, to um, to paddle your way through it because you can do it. You can do that. Absolutely. And it's just a matter of taking our internal or a SWOT analysis like you did in the presentation, just taking an analysis of our attitude at the time and seeing how can we improve internally and externally. And it was brilliant how you how you had us do that. So I just want to thank you again for your work and the presentation that you gave us yesterday. And Absolutely. thank you for your time so much. And I know you're you're a busy woman. So thanks for stopping by and sharing this space with us. Absolutely. For you guys, anything. You work hard. You have done so much incredible work. And I just want you to stay motivated and stay encouraged because sometimes people are pulling from you all so much that you need to be poured back into as well. So I just want to pour into you. You're amazing. You're wonderful. And you got this. I want you to know that. Amen. Thank you. And take care, Dr. Kim. Absolutely. You too. Thank you, Tiffany, for everything. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you found a takeaway or two that you can use or maybe share with others. We hope you'll continue to listen to our other episodes and follow us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit our podcast page on our PMI Metrolina website. That's pmi-metrolina.org. As always, thanks for listening, learning, and sharing. This has been the PMI Metrolina Soundbites Podcast.